Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartels Podcast Network. Hey friends, it's Heather here. Welcome back to the show. And we are, our, we are on our third week of discussion on Midrash in the scriptures. So last week we talked about Midrash Halakha. The week before that, Mark hit us off with a great session on what is Midrash. And then this week we're looking at Midrash Agadah. So Mark, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, this should be really fun. Are you drinking like a cold coffee drink? Is that what you're drinking right now? Yeah, so here's the thing. This is ghetto fabulous, but is that McDonald's? No, no, oh. it's not that ghetto fabulous. It's it's a cup that's like four days old. What I'll do is I'll that's buy. So great. Or I guess it's three days old because it's Wednesday. I bought this latte on Monday. Yeah, I love the plastic cup uh, mm. with the straw, and I like yeah. drinks where I can see right through it, and it like looks uh-huh. like a good latte. And wow. then. Um, my wife was a biology major and we're kind of environmental nerds. Like we have a mm-hmm. closet of recyclable stuff in my house, right? Wow. And people see it and they're like scared. Um, and I just say, it's all her. Uh, there you go. But the truth is like, I just reuse the cup all week and make my coffee in it. And I suppose I can use a mug, but it doesn't look like I got it from a coffee shop then. Right. I thought maybe you had had a rare moment as a parent and gotten out of the house and like gotten yourself a coffee. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, not so much luck. Well, today we're not talking about coffee or even cups that Mark has reused for the past three days, which I'm a little concerned about, but he seems to be functioning fine. So that's okay. It's relative. So what do you got for us today for yeah, Midrash Halakha? I've got a really fun story. And, um, it's it's a beautiful chance to look at the worldview of the ancient Israelites that wrote the Hebrew Bible, but then to look at the kind of problem or question that a later sage like Jesus or like one of the rabbis uh, would see in the text and say, huh, well, what's going on there? Well, let me tell you a story. Mm-hmm. And the best part about it is we have like a couple of stories and it's really fun. It's it's um, not from a narrative portion where there's a story about Moses or Esther. It's actually from the very first chapter of the Bible, the creation of the world, where um, God creates the lights, the sun and oh, the stars. Okay. Nice. Okay. So we're going to just start in Genesis 1.14. Okay. It says, God said, let there be lights in the dome of the heavens to separate the day from the night. Now listen to this very close. I bet you've okay. never noticed it. Why should there be lights in the dome of the heavens to separate the day and the night? So that they may be for signs to mark sacred times and for sacred days and sacred years. Mm-hmm. And let them be for lights in the dome of the heavens to provide light on the earth. And Shazam, it was so. So look, this is like the fourth day of creation. And God doesn't just make the luminaries in the heavens, he creates the sun, moon, and stars for a reason. What's yeah. the reason? To mark the Jewish sacred times, the days yes. and years, and hey, hey, the festivals. Woohoo! Yeah. So 
people can use the stars and the sun and the moon to keep track of Rosh Hashanah, New Year, Yom Kippur, Day of mm-hmm. Atonement, Shabbat, mm-hmm. the weekly day of rest, right? And Jubilee, yeah. the year of forgiven debts. And these, yeah. basically, it's like the way God designs the cosmos has a calendar on its fridge. Right. Isn't that fascinating. That's wild. And yeah, I mean, think about this. How many silly arguments have you heard where people want to debate, like, whether the world was literally created in six days and then God rested in all this and like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the world was created in six days and there was a seventh day of rest because this is a Jewish text and that's the Jewish Holy Week. There, there you go. Days of work and then there's a day of rest and yeah. all of the ways that the cosmos like runs is to support the calendar of life with God. Isn't that so much more compelling? Yeah, that's really neat. You know, I've really been having a lot of fun studying the Jewish feasts and um, seeing how just, um, what's the right word, how meaningful they are in the life of a believer, even in a Gentile's life, to have a right rhythm with God, a right structure and order for worship. That's why I picked this uh, Midrash Agadah for you, because I knew that the starting point would be that like the whole cosmos ticks to support the the feasts and festivals and the ways we approach God, right? So it's like you it. have the sun, moon, and the stars, and yeah, they provide light during the day and light smaller lights at the night, but they illuminate the soul with reminders and yeah. reverence of life in step with God and yeah. others. Okay. And also a lot of the feasts revolve around food and that's really important too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. And I like to eat. I don't know about you. <laughs> Amen. Um, Yeah. Um, Okay. So then the text goes on and it says, God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He's talking about the sun, right? Yeah. It's like in charge of the daytime. And the moon is like in charge of the nighttime. Right. And then the writer writes, and the kokavim and the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky. More on that another day to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. Okay, yeah. we have these two cool midrash about this detail that there's a greater light and a lesser light. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's yeah. our midrash. Rabbi Shimeon ben Patsi. Ooh. That's a baller cat name. Pointed <laughs> out. <laughs> pointed out a contradiction between two parts of the same verse. The hmm. verse begins by saying, and God made the two great lights. See that little detail? Yeah. From Genesis 1.16? Yeah. But then the verse goes on to speak of a greater light and a lesser light. So first hmm. half of the verse, God creates two great lights. Second half of the very same verse, one's greater and one's smaller. Hmm. That's a little detail that's going to trigger a story. Yeah. Right? Well, here's yeah. the story of what happened. According to... Rabbi Simeon Ben Patsi. Okay. The moon dared to say before the Holy One, Master of the universe, is it possible for two kings to wear the same size crown? The Holy One, blessed be he, answered, Go then and make yourself smaller. Wow. Wait, God, Master of the universe. I have to make myself smaller simply because I suggested to you something that is sensible. 
do you see this Jewish idea? They're like yeah. you're debating with God. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. The Holy One conceded very well. Go and rule by day as well as by night. That's in Hulin 60b. Okay, so what's behind this story is that sometimes the moon can be seen during the day. And so the moon rules at night, but it gets to be out in the daytime sometimes too yeah. to make up for the fact that God made it smaller. Isn't that a great story? Wow. So being smaller means you get to have more exposure. Yeah. More time to influence. Yeah. More Isn't time it? to be present. I think that's so cool. Dude, I would have never, reading that scripture, I would have never like, been like, yeah, there's some deep spiritual meaning here, possibly, behind these words. I would have never thought that. What a neat, oh, yeah. Yeah, beautiful so way to cool. draw that out. It's yeah. so cool. And when you start reading this stuff, um, real, um, real quick, if you want a whole collection of cool little stories like this to start weaving into your teaching, pick up a book called the book of legends. Mm. The book of legends is basically a giant collection of Midrashic stories. Yeah. And even if you don't use them in your teaching, if you're, as you're reading your Bible, if you say to yourself, I wonder if there's a weird like Midrash about that, it will twist the diamond of Torah just enough that you'll be like, huh, I never would have thought about that angle. Right. Yeah. That's neat. Okay. You want one for the stars? Ooh. Okay. Right. We have time. Rabbi Aha said, his name's Rabbi A-H-A. Aha. It's Aha. That's mm -hmm. great. Isn't that Aha. a band? Aha. Yeah. Yeah. Can't you imagine he's like sitting in a room with his students and one of his students has a profound realization and says, Aha. Aha. And all he said was, yes. Right. Anyways. That was a dad joke. I, I'm full of them. Okay. <laughs> Rabbi Aha said, the relationship between the stars and the moon can be understood by a mashal. We know that word, a parable. Parable. Yeah. Will be understood by a mashal of a king who had two administrators, one ruling in the city and one ruling over the rest of the province. The king said, since one was willing to be diminished, like made hmm. smaller, yeah. rule only in the city, I decree that whenever he goes forth, the city council and the people will go forth with him. And mm. whenever he returns, the city council and the people shall return with him as well. Neat. So too did the Holy One. So this is the comparison. So too did the Holy One. Since the moon was willing to be made small to rule by night, God said, I decree that when she comes forth, the stars will go forth with her. And when she returns the stars will return with her. Barashit Ravah, Genesis, big, 6-4. Nice. Isn't that baller? That's, that's another good one. Yeah, so God the king has two rulers under him. One only rules in the small city, so that's the small one like the moon. And yeah. every time the moon comes out, well, he gets this whole what uh, entourage of stars with her. I like it. Isn't that cool? That's neat. So there's just two little places where you see there's this artful storytelling that emerges simply because a sage saw a detail in the text that made yeah. them go, huh, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, that we would be that. Wow. To scripture. That we, yeah. That we would take that much time to sit and to try to really unpack it. That would be with our kids, you know, with, with ourselves. What a gift that could be that we could give to people. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, there's a whole series of like stories in that book, the book of legends. Yeah. If you go through, like even read through, um, Genesis, Genesis one through like the Adam and Eve stories and read their stories about the story. And that you will mm. have so many profound moments of wonder yeah. where maybe you were used to just like, yeah, I've read this before. Yeah. Right. Sure. Or, yep. or you'll think through all the debates about the text that you've heard time and time again, that are adventures and missing the point. Sure. And these stories will like jolt you back to, the wonder and goodness of creation mm. and the gravity of being human, right? Yeah. So fun. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Cool. That's neat. These are the okay. kind of details, again, like just to, to pound it home, these are the kind of details in the text that Jesus is walking around discussing, right? Mm-hmm. In the New yeah. Testament. And when he's debating with other sages, Torah, Mm-hmm. They're trading stories. Yeah, they're 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 giving their view on the text, but that's why Jesus is walking around telling a parable to explain something that's on the heart of God or something that explains Scripture. Right? Doesn't this make you? Midrash. Doesn't this make you wish that Back to the Future was a real thing? Like, oh, not Back to the Future. Uh, like a time machine was a real thing. Like Doctor Who was a real thing that you could go back in time. To the time yeah. of Jesus. What was that name of the thing that Doctor Who rides that takes him back in the future? What's it called? Uh, it's like, I don't know, but he gets in that phone booth, right? Oh, and he gosh. has a little tool that he Something uses. like that. That it starts with a T. One of our listeners is saying it to themselves right now. He's like, These and they can't believe that we don't know. The tat- no. no, I was going to say Tatooine. That's Star Wars. No, that's no. <laughs> I don't remember. So. Wouldn't you just love to be back in a study hall in the first century and you could be having these discussions and learning these things? Wouldn't that be so fun? Did you guys just hear that? If Heather could go back in time and experience (laughs) anything, she would be in a study hall. (laughs) (laughs) With the rabbis, man. Chilling. I'd be like watching the Battle of Actium as a spectator, maybe. You'd be a gladiator. No. Anyways. Um, no, I hear what you're saying though. Can you imagine like getting to sit? You'd have to understand like Hebrew wicked fast. Yeah, for real. Imagine like getting to like see these debates and these discussions, but in some ways you can enter into your gospels and watch Jesus say the kingdom of God is like, and then launch into a story. Yeah. And that's what you're watching is a Midrashic story Mm -hmm. to explain scripture in a way that's every day and profound at the same time. It's fun times. Cool, yeah, yeah. cool, cool. I think it's called the tar- Tartarus, maybe, by the way. I think it just came to me, but that's probably okay. not correct. Okay, okay. Maybe, but that's I the, that's the could have butchered it. For like the afterlife hell. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's not right either. Um, well. Hey, remember my dad joke from a few episodes ago? Didn't you give a dad I joke a in this episode? You gave a dad joke in this one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, hey, friends, this has been a super fun discussion on Midrash Agadah. And if you want to keep learning from the content and the things that we're putting out at First Century Youth Ministry, 
we sure would love it if you could join us in our study hall here in the 21st century. And that starts by getting connected with us. Uh, You can go to firstcenturyyouthministry.com. You can send us a message at firstcenturyyouthministry at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook community. Uh, There's a closed group. You can just ask to join. And uh, you can like our fan page. And if you would be so kind to write us a review, helps us get a little bit more exposure too. So friends, thanks for joining us for this episode of the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye everyone.